To my welcome back to Mind Your Business. My name is Princess. My name is Jean Michel. If you are listening to this and you are white, I'm really hoping that you are not having a bad day because we've seen the results of that. <laughs> but we'll get we'll get on that topic later. Just remember that. Just remember that. Um, Jean Michel, week updates, life updates, anything new? Um, not much. It's near my corner. Just uh, turning the Oh, I want to tell you something. You're you're gonna like. I don't know how you're gonna you're gonna feel about this. I think you're gonna be really excited. But I am moving back to New York. You already knew that. But I'm moving right. back to the one place in New York City that I said <laughs> isn't even really a part of New York City. I'm currently looking for apartments in Astoria. <laughs> you coming to Queens? Yo. No, I'm not coming to Queens. I'm coming to Astoria, nigga. Relax. Astoria is in Queens. Astoria is definitely Queens. I don't, I don't believe that Long Island City is its own borough like some people. It's definitely Queens. Well, yeah. So, but Astoria is really cute. It is. It, it, it is cute. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I knew that you were going to clown me for that. <laughs> so, I just thought we'd get that out of the way. I'm going to congratulate you. You're coming to the best borough. Uh, nigga, you. I'm tied with Brooklyn for the best bro, I feel like. I don't know if I agree with that. Sorry to all the. You'll agree with it once you live. Once you live the unfortunate. story the other day. Getting beignets. Ooh, yummy. Mad people, people were outside without masks and shit, and it was kind of disgusting, but I just kept my head blowing. Oh, hell no. Am I about to move into the Florida of New York City? No, that would be, that would be somewhere in Staten Island. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I always forget about Staten Island. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the, that's the bro that's not really in the city. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Pete Davidson. But you're tall, you'll get over it. <laughs> uh-huh. That's great. So, Snyder Cut. Let's just get into Snyder Cut. Sure. I, I loved it. I I thought it was okay that it was four hours long, and I am so much more now. Like because of the whole Ray Fisher with uh, Whedon thing, I already had a problem with Whedon, but now I'm literally just like your your film is trash, Whedon. So like you really need to lose your job. <laughs> like you already needed to lose your job because you're racist, but now after watching the Snyder Cut, I'm like hmm. So not only are you kind of racist, allegedly, not trying to get sued, um, but you're shitty at your job. <laughs> I mean, he, he had, like, it's, it's really hard for anybody to come into a movie that's already, like, 70% done and try to make, make a, a different movie out of it. I guess, like, he shouldn't have tried to make a different movie, though. What I found to be particularly bizarre and frustrating was that a lot of the scenes that were cut involved people of color and that was what was so <laughs> that was cringy for me i mean joss whedon's the same guy who made uh, like a show set in the future where like china is the dominant power and everybody speaks chinese but like there's no asian people in the cast in the main cast <laughs> um that's the same joss whedon so i don't i don't think i'm that surprised Oh shit! Then he's gotta go, because that's 
Yeah, I mean, I I believe like I already knew Ray Fisher was correct when he said everything that he had to say about Whedon, but this is this is like the Snyder watching the Snyder cut was confirmation. Hearing what you have to say is confirmation. So I better not hear nobody try and like defend this nigga. Never forget Kendra, the Jamaican vampire slayer. He did her dirty. Less, I, you know what? We can have a separate conversation about that because that I'm about to like go the fuck off. But back to <laughs> back to Snyder Cut. Um, I loved it. Should it have been four hours? I don't really have an issue with it. I think largely because I watch a lot of cinema from other countries, and like, like for example, like one episode in like a Chinese culture drama is two hours so and and for example i watch like a lot of bollywood films that is good two three hours four hours to me was that's nothing but americans have like the attention span of a goldfish i guess so <laughs> we do we really do i mean if i thought like Zack snyder was like a big film aficionado i'm not saying he isn't i just saying like he doesn't like i read interviews with him he doesn't seem to reference international cinema that much in his and like what he talks about, like in his inspirations. But like watching Justice League, it felt like I was watching like a Russian drama with like all the long ponderous shots that were happening in it. Oh yeah, the slow-mos. Yeah, the slow-mo. <laughs> um It was it was it was very it was very different from, from the other superhero movies. It's it's very unique. Yeah, and I usually, and you know that I usually hate, like I really hate superheroes in general and superhero films I hate in general. So the fact that I, like I woke up at 8 a.m. to watch this. Like, so the fact that, the fact that like, I I kind of was actually moved by it a little bit, which says a lot. I, I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was on my period. I don't know. But I was definitely feeling a little like emotional Although, you know that scene with um, Superman walking through, like, his spaceship and... I didn't, I didn't get that far. Oh, oops. Spoiler. <laughs> I only, yeah, I only watched the first hour, guys. There, there's I, a... I'm one of those Americans with a low attention span. Aw. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. But th- there are just certain scenes that I felt like weren't completely necessary. But... At the end of the day, I still think that it was a... I think one of the reasons why, personally, for me, I felt like it was a good film or a better film is largely because, like, we went from having the the Whedon project where the only two people of color or the only black people were Cyborg and his dad, Silas, who... Oh, I I don't remember the actor's name, but, like... The actor who plays Silas, I'm obsessed with him. He was on Scandal. He's been on a couple of things that I really, really love. The sound of his voice just, like, really, really is soothing. However, like, those were the only two people of color. And then you watch, I watch, like, the the Snyder Cut. And, you know, you have the Black Amazon. And you have, you know, you just had, like, more, like, representation of something to me that matters. I felt like, obviously, there could have been more but i always feel that way but in terms of story i definitely think that like there were a lot of holes patched up 
And this is the thing that bothers me is I feel like DC could have, I think that they should have waited. Like they could have afforded to wait for Snyder to grieve his daughter and then like let him finish making the film. That's not how, that's not how Hollywood works though. It's it's called capitalism. Don't don't say that's not how Hollywood works. It's it's how capitalism has like inspired or forced Hollywood to work. Yeah, they have release dates first, and then they come up with the movie later. Release date. I'm just not gonna happen realistically. But yeah, like I'm just it. I just wish that they had given my guy Snyder some time to grieve, and then let him finish making his film. Because his film was pretty, it was, bruh, <laughs> I'm not, like, we didn't need to lose his job. That's where I stand. Point blank done. I mean, I don't think Whedon has anything lined up right now. I mean, he makes, like, Buffy residuals, but I don't think, like, anybody's hiring him for anything. Thank God for that. I'm not proud of it. I think it's mostly because of, because of all the, the shit talk he did to Marvel after, after they kicked him off of Avengers. Yeah, Joss Whedon, he was set to direct three Avengers movies. He directed two, and they got, they like fought, fought a lot over how to make Age of Ultron. And he basically, like, yeah, they basically said that they didn't want to. I mean, they say it was an amicable disagreement where they both walked away. That's a load of bullshit. Um, not to do it. Yeah, but <laughs> he got fired pretty much. He got fired, and they, they hired the Russo brothers to make Avengers 3. And afterwards, like, he said all the shit about Marvel. So I'm guessing, like, since Disney is, like, the, the boss of Hollywood now, like, they're, they they locked him out of the industry, basically. Bruh, he fucked up a Disney bag? Like, and he's white and he fucked up a Disney bag? Mm-mm, no, no. <laughs> no, he definitely, he definitely deserves what he got then. I guess we didn't, you ain't getting, you ain't, you ain't gonna be booked and busy. You gonna be like me, doing TikToks <laughs> for free. <laughs> <sighs> that is should we should we trademark that white guy come back yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> um but i i strongly suggest people watch it jean michelle please finish it it's i think it's worth it a lot there were like because i was on there was a lot of chatter on twitter and on facebook um that i was paying attention to and a lot of people loved this cut and wait do you know if snyder is going to end up making another another justice league film no he didn't even get paid to make this oh hail to the naw naw to the naw but he has money so i guess he's he's good oh yeah he's fine yeah like he's i don't, I don't know if they're gonna bring like another one i mean because okay so the next film that's scheduled to come out is the um, what's it called? The, the Flash, and Ezra Miller. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is Loki traumatizing. <laughs> he choked a woman like a fan in Reykjavik, Iceland, last year, in I think April of 2020, or it happened in March. I don't know, but yeah. So I finally actually watched, and then I finally like was I think in a decent mental state enough to like watch the video and that shit is not funny like at first i thought that he was joking like he was trying to show her a move 
but the way in which he was just not gentle, like he literally grabbed her by the throat and picked her up and put her down, like not even put her down. I'm saying put her down to be nice, but like he pretty much like slammed her down to the ground. And like the guy who was filming was like, dude, like bro, 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 like nah, bro, like what the fuck are you doing? And then the video just cuts off. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like what? I think he should lose his job too, but he's clearly not gonna lose his job. Yeah, they they've invested way too much money in him already. <laughs> but it's just it's like if you're gonna play a superhero, this is what I mean. Like at this point, like the Me Too movement is dead. Like you have this whole man literally flipping and choking an unsuspecting like woman. And I don't really think that he's made any comments about the video. Like, I looked online to see if he's, like, said anything. I didn't find anything. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. But, like, yeah, The Flash yeah, is not a real hero. Huh? Like, it should have. What? It didn't become a big story like it should have. Yeah, it didn't become a big story like it should have because I think, like, COVID was heating up around the same time. But today, the Daily Beast released another, they released another article saying, do not forget what Ezra Miller did. So hopefully we get to see some sort of consequence put on Ezra Miller. I mean, that consequence won't be that he's getting his, his movie deal taken away. But like, this is what I mean. Like, why do we keep protecting men who do stuff like this? Why? Stay tuned for The Flash and whoever the fuck ends up directing. Wait, is The Flash done yet? I know that. Been in production for like ten years, though. I know that um, Ray Ray Fisher, I think, might have filmed some scenes, but then because of everything that was going on with Whedon, he was like, "Yeah, nah, fuck that." Yeah. Wait, did the Warner Brothers like blacklist Ray Fisher? I don't know. I don't think so. Like he's, I haven't really. I can't really tell if he's come out of this whole thing unscathed, because the only way you can tell if someone's come out of you know, these types of situations unscathed is when you find out that they're doing like some other blockbuster hit. Right. But I know for a fact that, because he released a statement like a couple of months ago, I know for a fact that he will not be reprising his role as as Cyborg. Damn. Yeah. Okay, The Flash is scheduled to begin filming in April. Oh, okay. Well, Ray Fisher won't be in that. They're definitely looking, they're going to be looking for another Cyborg. And he was such a good cyborg. He was fine. He was gentle. Ooh, he was, he was. He would have been a great cyborg. He would like he was a great cyborg. He like he was. I mean, well, he would have made a great cyborg movie. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what? Fuck it. I guess the days of me watching DC is over. Switching gears. Fuck DC. Moving on to Marvel. Now that Wandavision, the Wandavision slavery train is finally over. <laughs> We should trademark that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking. Now we've been ensnared in the what Winter Soldier? What the fuck is that the show? Fa- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon. How do, you forget, how do you forget the black man in the tub? Because Anthony Mackie be acting the fuck up. Sure, sure he is. He's mischievous. Mischievous is mischievous is mischievous is putting it lightly, and an asshole. <laughs> Is, is definitely you're close you're close <laughs> that's closer that, yeah that's definitely closer um thoughts on the first episode um i loved it i think the falcon winter soldier is is very exciting 
It's like they had that banking scene was the most real scene in the MCU. Let's be like, let's put that up there. When uh, the Falcon and his sister are trying to get a loan for their parents' boat, and like they straight up like tell the banker like, "Are we being discriminated against because we're black?" Like that was just great. Yeah, I, I love that. But what I thought was particularly interesting, though, is they positioned the black woman to say that and not the black man, which I I quite liked. Right. I like his sister, but also I'm a little freaked out because you know that scene where his his nephews run up to him and they're like, Uncle Sam. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Did they make a joke I was like, the imperialism just... <laughs> You can't make this shit up. <laughs> but like the sister salutes him, like oh yeah, like she makes a joke about it. I think, I think that was definitely on purpose. It was, and it I was, think, huh? it was too much. It gave me like I, although I obviously like I was born way after this. It, I felt like I was being transported back to like Nixon Vietnam days. Like you have little black boys running up to uncles well not even running up to uncle sam but being forced into the war by uncle sam mm, mm, mm. it was it was too much it just gave me it gave me vietnam like nixon it was it was too much it was i didn't think that was funny the uncle sam thing yeah i didn't think that was funny well like the whole show they're trying to do like a investigation of like who is america for and they're putting like all this american iconography and references in it make this nationalist argument and i and i get that but it's also like it the issue at the end of the day though is it could be pulled off really well if it wasn't like if it wasn't for the fact that americans lie to themselves about their history too often right a lot of people don't know that like black soldiers were not able to take part in, in getting benefits from the GI Bill, which literally impacted the generational wealth of black boomers for the most part, right? So that's that's why it just, mm, like the Uncle Sam scene was really cringy for me. But you don't, you don't think the show's like, is kind of pointing that out? Cause like, Sam is a veteran, he's using the fucking Avengers, but he still can't get a loan from the bank. And he's still like living paycheck to paycheck. I say this with the best of intent, we can see that because of the fact that we are black and we understand that we know the history i think that if you are white or if you are someone who just doesn't understand how the history of black folks fighting in wars um and not getting anything in return for their country if that's not something that's really in your in your i guess peripheral or whatever i don't It'll definitely come as a shock, but I don't think that it'll be something that people actually believe. And that's my problem, is that, yes, art imitates life, but at the end of the day, the people who are taking in that art, if they are not, if they're not linked in in some way, for them, it's just art. It's two-dimensional. It's not real. Right? I mean, because think about, uh, I mean, you can even kind of translate that into the whole kneeling thing, right? You have, you have black folks who, are, who have literally said time and time again, it is difficult for me to want to proudly stand up when I hear the national anthem, lyrics aside, because, you know, the, it goes into talking about finding slaves and shit. Lyrics aside, when you talk about black people who defend this country, 
and not get anything in return for it, why would they feel proud to stand up for the national anthem? And the fact that actual people, regardless of whether they were white or not, could not get that bothers me because they'll, they'll probably watch this show and that whole situation will just go over their heads. It'll be like they're just poor. For a lot of people, like, let's be honest, like, for a lot of people, discrimination, they don't believe that discrimination is a thing in this country. So I, I, I can't, I can't begin to imagine that, and maybe that makes me a pessimist or an asshole or whatever, but I cannot begin to imagine that if you are not linked in to understanding how discrimination works in this country or in the world in general, like, I don't, I don't see people really understanding, like, the depths of that scene and what that whole episode really means. Also, I'm so glad that they got a dark-skinned black girl. Oh my God, because I swear to God, if they had Anthony Mackie with some Hollywood brown light-skinned ting sitting next to him claiming to be his sister, I would be so angry. I I would be so mad. Wait till we meet his love interest. Oh, goddamn. I forgot about that. I, I forgot about that. Oh my God. This is too much. This is too much. And then what? Actually, I don't know if he has a love interest in the show. What in the magical, what in the magical Negro, like, storyline are they trying to apply to the Asian actors? Oh, right. What the fuck? Yeah, this is a bad week for that storyline. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> it, no, it, but it, I mean, okay, optics-wise, yes, it's a bad week for that pro, for that storyline. But also, I would feel that way regardless. Like, I was like, when I saw this happening, I legit was just like, oh, hell to the naw. They are not. (laughs) They are magical Negroing Asian people. (laughs) I mean, I think to an extent they've always done that. But like, (laughs) goddamn. (laughs) I just, I really wish we we were making this shit up. If you have not, if you're listening to this and you have not watched this show, Please watch it because, and also probably Google what a magical Negro is. But yeah, what the, what, what? It's part of, it's part of Bucky's redemption, you know? Like we have to have a person of color be the vehicle for Bucky's, for the white man's redemption. Or else it's just not potent enough, you know? Which is part of the rules. I mean, black people are writing the show, Falcon Winter Soldier, so they're not going to make the, the Negroes a magical Negro. <laughs> they have to have someone. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Um, I'm I'm genuinely I'm I'm just I I I you see this is why the whole superhero thing is just it's really hard for me to deal with because something that I I've also realized with how much I've gotten into superheroes is I notice how obviously when we talk about colonization and imperialism and all of these things, to an extent, white people are the villains. However, I've noticed that with superhero narratives, white people get to place themselves as the heroes and not the villains, and then they make up monsters who look blackish or black adjacent or just like horrific looking things as the villains. And I'm like, maybe y'all should probably deal with your villain history, like, yeah, like, I, but yeah, they're magical Negroing Asians in this show. I, um, speaking of, let's just, 
let's just switch gears and talk about the rise in Asian hate crimes. My, obviously, like, first of all, my heart goes out to, like, the AAPI community, number one. Number two, I am absolutely sick and tired of, and I just feel like I'm also just buying into the trend of when we talk about hate crimes and we talk about mass shootings in the U.S. When I say this, because we do this all the time. We, we remember their names. We do memorials. We talk about the mental state of the killer. And obviously, the only time the mental state of the killer matters is when he's white. Because you, you know what's so interesting? The Winter Soldier, Bucky's going to fucking therapy. And that's particularly interesting. They're trying to, like, redeem him being a literal fucking serial killer. He wasn't a serial killer. He was an assassin. Whatever. Killed a lot of people. Oh. A mass killer, you can say. So... Okay, sure. A mass killer, a serial killer. He was a white man with a gun and powers-ish, sort of, not really. Um, I'm tired. I'm disappointed. I'm angry. And obviously, like, I can't speak for what it's like to be Asian in the United States. I'm aware of the history. I'm aware that, like, the model minority myth disproportionately affects Asian people, obviously. And also, you know... The way being black is not a monolith, the same way being Asian is not a monolith either. But I'm also just in this headspace where I'm like, we really only have two options, right? And those options are, number one, we get rid of guns, men, white supremacy, we actually like start dealing with it. Or number two, we hunker down and start figuring out what community is next that's going to be attacked. And because and, and how we're going to protect that community, because those are really our only two options. And unfortunately, when you think about it, it's not really that we have two options. We only have one is unfortunately, we're going to end up waiting for this to, I guess, blow over. And I hate using language like this, but that is that is what we do in the United States. We're going to wait for this to blow over bills about gun reform or whatever aren't going to pass. This is going to blow over. And once that does happen, then it's it, it's sort of like you have to it, it's sort of like playing duck duck goose with the with the killer, right? Then it's you, you, we we wait and see which community or which group of people is next, and that's that's the only option that we have. And then we wait to rally around that community or we figure out ways to protect them before something does happen. But it's like it's so bleak. And I know I might sound harsh, but like that is that is that is reality. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Do I sound crazy? I don't know. Tell me. Tell me. No, no, that is where we're at. We're we're past the point where this is too much. I also think that it's really important that like we also address, I think, the one of the elephants. There are two elephants, I think, that are in the room when we are on this topic. On one hand, you have anti-blackness within the Asian community. Um, and that only serves obviously to divide and conquer. And what I don't appreciate is I watched this like special with Juju Chang and this was before the Atlanta shooting and Juju Chang literally played right into the hands of white supremacists. Juju Chang is a, like, she's a news correspondent and she did a special 
Anyway, long story short, what she ended up saying really pissed me off because she referred to black people as the blacks. Mind you, all of the celebrities that had come on to talk about like the rise in violence against Asian Americans, they talked about white supremacy. But for some reason, Juju Chang thought it'd be appropriate to say. In what ways have blacks been pitted against Asians? Because yes, there have been, and it's not to say that like, and I'm not going to excuse black folks who have, who are prejudiced against Asian people. And because there have been black folks who have perpetrated violence against Asian Americans. But also at the end of the day, it's, it's like when we're talking about violence against specific communities, we're talking about white supremacy, like white supremacy is at the root of it. I, I'm not comfortable with the fact that like black people get are being literally pitted against Asian folks and that's not okay right like you have people who are saying well like y'all showed up for BLM why aren't y'all showing up for the Asian community and it's like I'm sorry what like BLM is an anti-white supremacist organization of course like BLM supports the like AAPI community. Of course we do. Um, That's something a lot of people are, are complaining about. Yeah, like don't go on the internet. The internet's a dark and scary place. But it's 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 a conversation that's largely happening on like Twitter and TikTok, and it's quite like frustrating. And like it's just I I'm just at a point where it's it's just it's like this is just creating such a shitstorm, and then. Obviously, with the Atlanta, like, that was both a hate crime, a mass shooting, a, um, like, act of sexual violence, when you think about it. Because this guy literally fetishized Asian women. See, this is, and you see, this is exactly the thing. This is, you see, I'm not, like I said, I do not know what it's like to be Asian. However, being a black woman... I know what fetishization looks like. And when I tell you the way I look at men who, like, let's be honest, they pray. They pray on Asian women. They do. Like, it's just, it's, it's, mmm. It's. I'm looking for the quote this nigga said about, uh, and I'm looking for Robert Aaron Long's, his quote, like where he said, like, the, the spas represented temptation to him or something. But at the end of the day, like, why the fuck does that matter? Like, why, like, why is it that we, we get so involved in the reasons why, like, why, like, okay, because here's the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off. When black people or anyone who is, okay, so if you are black and you are involved in a crime, you are an animal. No one gives a fuck about your reasoning, blah, blah, blah. Like, they dehumanize you. It's just natural for us to be violent. Exactly, right? When you are, when you are, um like Muslim or from the Middle East or like you you look brown at your terrorist right like I I just I you have the the fucking police chief saying oh you know he just had, like had a bad day so is are white people are, have white people just been having bad days since they've existed for the last like 6,000 years is that it is that is that why like because that means that like white people you must have it really bad if if you're going the whites are the true victims of racism. They really are. They really are. 
these last couple of centuries have been really bad for white people then. You know, they have been really upset. Really upset. What? And then it turns out that same police chief was supposedly selling t-shirts claiming that Asian, like, Asian people are, are the cause of the virus. Yeah. Like, on this topic, what I'm going to say about this now is when white men decide to kill a bunch of people, when white men decide to violently do things to women, when white men decide to violently do things to people of color, stop giving them fucking psych analysis we know why they fucking did what they did why people just like doing this so that they can separate themselves from that particular white person you can't you just gotta deal with it it's the same way when a black person commits a crime it it is what it is it is it is what it is you you just like you, you get what i'm you get what i'm trying to say right yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're just like, well, right? And so I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, he's a killer. He definitely, like, I just, mm, I'm, I'm it's just, just. It's just white people, they do these psychoanalyses of, of, of their, their white killers. And a lot of them, like, fall for the hype. That's how you end up with the, the police officer who says he had a bad day. Like, a lot of people will hear, like, this guy's excuses for, 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 like, saying he had sexual addiction and, like, religion made him do it. And a lot of white people will take that as entirely reasonable because they're so, because like white supremacy is just so natural to them. And I, I like, is, if that's, if that's what they're going to do, I think, I feel like somebody has to scrutinize like what they're accepting as natural, you know, like somebody has to take these comments and just like show them or like reveal just how, how like empty they are. And I mean, but I, but I think. But here's the thing, though, is I do think that we're doing that. And I think we've been doing that for at least like the last couple of years or so. But what's frustrating is that even the average, the average, like, not that I really fuck with liberals, but the average, like, moderate liberal whatever will still buy the hype, but then be like, Black Lives Matter. And it's like, nah, no, 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 don't say that. Don't. Don't say Black Lives Matter if you're going to sit and have a conversation with me about how a killer was, like, this This person, like, you know, was, was sick in the head. Like, look, bitch, I'm fucking neurodivergent. Like, when I'm having a bad day, when I'm having a really bad day, I don't think about killing other people. I think about killing myself. You see that? Right? So, so that, that, that's particularly interesting that like, and obviously it's a load of bullshit. It's a load of bullshit, but it also just makes me really realize how much like on a societal level, men genuinely hate women. They do. And white men are at the top of the food chain on that one. And it's, it's hard to not feel like prey. It's, it's hard to not feel like prey. And I know for a fact that right now, within the Asian community, that feeling is hyper-intensified. And I'm, I'm genuinely sorry for that. But yeah, like, it's, it's, it's sad. Did you find that quote? Uh, not really. I found part of it. Um, 
parts of it. I don't, I don't really feel like reading it. After what you said, I mean, you're right. His views don't really deserve airtime. <laughs> Remember, I said, there needs to be a two-century moratorium on white men writing books, including George R.R. R. Martin or George R. Martin, whatever. Whatever the fuck his name is. No, you know. not, not including George R.R. R. Martin. George, you, you owe black people those books. George don't owe black people shit. Also, why the fuck are we? Black people, black people love Game of Thrones. What are you talking about? We love Game of Thrones. I made that show a success. We really, we we really did. Except they didn't cast not one a nigger. Okay, they casted Masande, and then they killed that bitch. So all bets are off as far as I'm concerned. Well, in the books, nobody is described as white. So you can read the books and just assume everyone's black. You know that that's bullshit. You know that whenever they're not active descriptors in not like, okay, first of all, I'm a writer. I know this for a fact. Like, you're a writer too, Monica. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, you know the default. I'm a big advocate of death of the author. I'm a writer, but I'm also an advocate of death of the author. If it's not in the text, then you can read it however you want. You can read it however you want. But when it comes down to casting, they're going to cast white. And when they decide to to cast the the Stark family as black, everybody's gonna be up in fucking arms. You just wait for it. That's what I'm gonna do. If I get the chance to make a Game of Thrones remake, like niggas niggas will be all up in it. I don't care. I feel like it would make so much sense that black people are the Starks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, can we leave Jon Snow as white though? I just. <laughs> would it the targaryen we don't like you, you literally just said that the like george r martin didn't specify race in his books so the targaryens could be if you make the stars black and like you the tar oh yeah 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 oh i see what you mean whoa wow that's that's really on the nose <laughs> at that point <laughs> it's really on the nose but you you could make you can make the Targaryens you can make the Targaryens like the Meghan Markle whites. <laughs> I'm foul. <laughs> Is it too soon? Is it too soon to make that joke? My bad. I <laughs> I'm silently chuckling here. Well, I think it'll be. I think the 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 punchline will be like Meghan Markle is gonna make a like a Black History documentary with Ava DuVernay someday. Oh my God, Ava, don't <laughs> do gonna, it. We're gonna hear Meghan Markle like narrate the history of the Black Panthers to us. <laughs> like. You know what, my my BIPOC folk, my BIPOC family, my my LGBTQIA plus folks. APIs. Yeah, like please just just stay safe because like i said these last couple of centuries have been really bad for white people you know every day they wake up it's a bad day for them so just stay safe and john michelle you wanna you wanna take it away yes if, if you're white and you find yourself down in the dumps your, your day is not going well just keep minding your business <sighs> just do this all favor and mind your business yes your day will get better or or you could, uh, I'm not going to finish that sentence. I'm not, I'm not trying to get canceled. Anyway, moving on.
okay. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. I think I think if you're if you know you know. If you know me and you know my sense of humor, you know exactly where the fuck I was about to go with that. But anyway, yeah, stay safe everyone. Have a great week. And let's do this again on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> I think Easter is today, my nigga. Nah, it can't be. The Easter bunny never came out. Oh, no, I lied. Easter is in April. <laughs>